B C A B C A B C A B C A B C A B C Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. I'm your host and birthday boy tonight, Uppy. With me as always is Donovan Mustache. How are you doing, Donovan? I am doing well. How are you doing, Mr. Birthday Boy? Uh, surprisingly sober. This is this is new for me. Um, I, I had some drinks at dinner and I laid off after that to have some dessert. And now I'm back at it, booting and rallying. And let's see if I can, can't finish off strong. And uh, But it is Tuesday and you are a parent. I get to sleep in until 6.45 tomorrow, so I'm good. I'm good. I can sleep in. Uh, and uh, we're kind of coming full circle here. Um, we've we've already wrapped season one, but we've done a few specials, and this is one of them. And we're kind of ending our current recording schedule the way we started, and that is with having Mrs. Uppy here. How are you doing, Mrs. Uppy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And is it true that you're here out of birthday wish obligation? That is absolutely true. That is love, folks. Um, Welcome. Why don't you tell the audience what you and I both are drinking? And this is rare. Just unless it's a margarita, it's rare that Mrs. Uppy and I drinks the same thing. I forget what it's called. Okay, we are drinking. Lost Uncle. Oh, we are drinking Lost Uncle. It's a stout from Dust Bowl. (laughs) You know, we discovered this place in Turlock called Dust Bowl Brewing. Um, we kind of like it, so we might feature it on the show from time to time moving forward. Um, but yeah, this this beer is a uh, 9.8% alcohol. It Holy smells like coffee, moly. and yeah, it smells like coffee, and it kind of tastes like chocolate, which is probably why we're both drinking it. Wow. Because as everyone here knows, I'm an IPA guy. Mrs. Uppy is a margarita girl, so for us to... <laughs> Find enjoyment in the same beer like this is kind of, it's a birthday miracle. Well, it's a great miracle because um, Mrs. Uppy is up with us. <laughs> I, I, I We enjoy your presence. I mean, on the show, I the cast and crew, all two of us, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> the fact of another guest. <laughs> in our audience, all four of us. <laughs> yeah, in our four of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and uh, yeah, to everyone listening, I, I think just about every week we've contemplated, oh, can we get Mrs. Uppy on? Does she want to join in? So um, she she's still working these god-awful shifts. She has to be up in four hours, but she's toughening it out. And uh, since it's my birthday and we're getting a little tipsy, um, we're doing nothing but fun tonight. Nothing of substance. Um nothing serious we are just a show of ranking things so we're going to start off with the top five uh while mrs Uppy's going to join us after the top five she's going to go get her beauty rest um so our top five right now is we're going to do our top five restaurants the best places we've eaten and i'm going to take birthday privilege um so i'm going to go first so my number five is in buffalo new york it's a place called anchor bar um, 
it's nothing fancy to look at. It's kind of dingy almost. It needs it's to be. It's a bit grimy inside. It's grimy. It's old. It needs to be remodeled. But they have a decent claim to fame that they invented the buffalo wing. And I love my buffalo wings. I love my hot sauces. And it's just a place to go for both of those things because, you know, if you're going to be driving up to Niagara Falls or something, you need somewhere else to go. Go get fed at um, Anchor Bar. Well, let me let me ask this because um, there's always a claim to fame, like whoever made the first true Philly cheesesteak, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and whatnot. Do are, are is this same restaurant in one of those shows of like uh, Food Network? Have they gotten mm-hmm. cursed? Is what I'm asking because anytime that there's a Food Network show on one of those restaurants that claim to be the first of something. They have a curse. I don't think so, because we've been okay. there multiple times in separate years since they've actually been featured on one of those shows. Um, in fact, it's actually hard to find parking at the place, which is funny because the okay. inside is almost always empty, it seems, uh, <laughs> based on our experiences. <laughs> well, the reason why I asked that is because there is a place in San Diego um, in, uh, called Crest Cafe or Crest Hill Cafe. I can't remember the name of it. Anyways. Um, but it was one of our most favorite restaurants to go down to in San Diego. They're mm-hmm. not on my list, by the way, uh, because of this is that uh, prior to them being on um, uh, diners and drive-in from fast food, right? Uh, dives, mm-hmm. diners, and drive-in. Um, they were really awesome. I mean, the 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 whole idea of it was great. <clears throat> Some of the best service that you can get. <coughs> Mind the yelling in the background. Family still up. <laughs> but um, it was really awesome because you can get bottomless mimosas and they had like fresh dill pickles at your table mm-hmm. and it was really small and fancy and cute and like you just could go and eat and everybody was kind of happy and then it got premiered on the show and then all of a sudden they became just like just way over their head and just I don't know I felt like it totally changed the dynamic of everything hmm. and they just quite they just didn't have the same umph that they did before so I call no. it the curse, the curse of the Food Network, you know. Um, once you're on it, that's it. You're done. We had never been there before, so we only know what it's been like since we've gone. And I almost forgot. What are you drinking? Well, excuse me, sir. <clears throat> Just like you, I've discovered a place called Hangar 24 in Southern California, uh, out in San Bernardino County. It is Hangar 24 Orange Wheat, the American Wheat Ale. Fun fact... Hangar 24 actually puts on an air show every May, which is coming up very soon, two weeks from now. Uh, and it is an awesome place to go and see a bunch of guys come out and show off their planes and old F-16s and whatnot come out and uh, they do their thing. And it's a very small airstrip and it's a very small place that you can see it. So it's very intimate um, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of beers being served. Lots of great food is being served. So if you're out there, Go check it out. Sounds like a good time. It's a very fun time. I should work for Hangar 24 now. And even the brewery. Well, the brewery is actually really cool as well because they have little events that go on at the brewery during the summertime. It's actually really awesome. If 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 I would have coordinated a lot better, we could have gone out to Hangar 24 and hung out and we mm. could have hired a nanny of some sorts. You live and you learn. Yeah. Well, we'll learn next <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. Mrs. Uppy? What's your number five? I went really simple with my number five. Um, 
it's kind of silly. In and Out. It's just a delicious, simple burger that you can get basically anywhere in California when we're on the road. And, um, you know, it's, I'm hungry. Let's stop and get something. Well, let's find an in and out. Or if you want better food, we say, let's go to Five Guys. That is uh, false. No. <laughs> Five Guys is disgusting. Nothing will be in and out in and outs <laughs> awesome. You can't get any I better than like that. Double, double, extra onions. I will go for and that. Animal-style fries every right. time. There you go. Mm-hmm. The only the only reason why I don't go to In-N-Out, um, Five Guys and In-N-Out are literally like a mile apart from each other. The line. The line. Oh, my God. The line is always ridiculous, but... Yeah. I can't deal with the line. Right. You know, you, you get out on a Sunday at five o'clock and you're like, I need to go get something to eat and people want hamburgers. I wanted it out, but I'm not willing to wait 45 minutes. <laughs> no. And I will knock them for one thing. Their fries are, that's the reason why I get animal style fries is because their fries just aren't that good. They have to be made animal style to be enjoyable. Sorry. No, it's true. Plain, they're they're no good. But the best setup in the world is in Tracy, California. They have an In and Out right next to a McDonald's, so you can get the In and Out burger <laughs> and then just drive straight into the McDonald's drive through. Get the, the oh yeah, because <laughs> McDonald's fries. But get the In and Out milkshake. You have to get the In and Out milkshake. Yeah, I love I love McDonald's fries. I could see why you could go one or the other, but In and Out's the only reason why I would eat Thousand Island dressing on anything. <clears throat> oh yeah. Than you know, Thousand Island would never exist in my life. <laughs> uh, you must not eat Reuben sandwiches very often. I do eat Reuben's, but it's a very good uh, Thousand Island. It's like a, a rich man's Thousand Island, I guess. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Reuben's are delicious. I love Reuben's. Reuben's that's are one, That's one dinner that we can all, five of us in our family, get excited about. And and a really good sauerkraut though, because what really makes the Reuben is not so much the Thousand Island, but the sauerkraut. And if they drain the water out of the sauerkraut. Fun fact Tuesday. Yeah. One of my birthday gifts. So it's With a fun sauerkraut? fact, May seventh. I know I I've been wanting to start like my own pickling and canning and stuff. So that was one of my birthday gifts is a canning set, so I can make my own sauerkraut and pickles. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I'm literally, I'm like totes excited about this. So don't rain on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birthday, so we won't say anything negative. Have fun. <laughs> I will not be sharing with you, Mister Mustache. <laughs> did they? Did they? Did they buy you pickling lime as well? Because that's one of the the main things you'll need, besides mm. salt and vinegar. Did they get? Did they get you pickling lime? It in the kit that's still, so I don't know. Oh, I got you some pickling flavors. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's that'll, yeah. And then there's like hot and spicy and regular, sure. and I, I okay. don't know. That'll work. <laughs> I will have nothing ready by June, so I can't be sharing anything with you. <laughs> so, what's your number? Five? You better bring me some um, pickled cabbage by the time you come down here. Because <laughs> that's what sauerkraut is it's just cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. All right, uh, what's your number five? Oh, my number five is <clears throat> in Missoula, Montana, down the main road somewhere, there's a place where they serve fried chicken really late at night. Very awesome. They serve up a basket of what you ordered and uh, dump it on a tray with a bunch of pickles. And if you want potatoes, they get potatoes as well. And you eat and drink soda late at night after you come out of the bar. That is kind nice. of like their thing. 
<laughs> Especially during the winter. It's even cooler during the winter because there's not so many people there, but they're happy to have you because they're bored as hell. And they know guys are going to come out after drinking, you know, um, during the December, January. Yeah. Right? That's a good business to have. Oh, yeah. And it's very, and it was, it was, I never really enjoyed another spot after that. So that's my number five. Thank you, Missoula, Montana. You'll be an honorable mention throughout the entire show. Nice. <laughs> well, I, uh, if I ever be passing through, I'll make sure I stop. <laughs> I'll let them know you sent me. Like, who's that guy? The one lone brown guy to ever come to your town. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> just, just, just also tell him. And just also tell him. Two thousand and eight. There was a, uh, a, a stabbing story of a five foot five, five foot seven brown native guy with a goatee <laughs> in your Missoula newspaper that that it was him, but you caught him a day later. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny enough, uh, earlier you mentioned um, like diners, drive-ins, and dives, and the Food Network person stuff, and you mentioned Philly cheesesteaks, and uh, that's where I'm going with number four. I'm going to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, place called Sunny's. I believe it's like on Fifth Avenue or Fifth Street or something. Um, so if you're in Philadelphia and you want a good Philly cheesesteak. Don't go to Pat's. Don't go to Gino's. They're just marketing ploys. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say, I mean, we've never eaten there. We didn't go. Um, we actually asked um, someone who worked for the Parks and Rec Service, where would you suggest to eat? And they said, go to Sunny's. So I went to Sunny's. Best goddamn cheesesteak. It was delicious. Um, hands down, I think it was unanimous in our family. But what is it about? Okay, so what is it about a cheesesteak that makes a cheesesteak? You're like, hey, what is a cheesesteak? You know, the whiz, it? the whiz, it's the whiz, the whiz, the cheese whiz. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the viscosity? Is it the thickness? Is it the creaminess? Uh, the, is it the spiciness? What is it that makes the that whiz? Well, the meat has a, a tenderness. It's very tender. Okay. I think it's usually made out of like sirloin. Um, it's it's cooked very well. It's very tender. It's very easy to eat. You know, sometimes we yeah. just kind of have to gnaw the meat apart. Well, it's not like that with the uh, Philly cheesesteaks. And then the oh. whiz. Yeah. Like, I'm not a cheese whiz kind of gal, but, you know, it works on, on these sandwiches. Is it a lot of cheese? <clears throat> Is it a spiciness of the cheese? Is it saltiness? No, Is it a- peppery? Just oh, cheesy, cheesy goodness. Just cheesy. Yeah, I, I'm. Everyone who watches it watches, <laughs> listens to the show, knows mm-hmm. I'm not the most articulate. I can't just. If you're in Philadelphia and need a bite to eat, just go there. Well, is it right around the corner from the Liberty Bell? Right. Well, down the street, yeah, yeah like in the Ben Franklin mm-hmm. like museum and stuff. Yeah. So that's okay. my number four, Sunny's in Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Mrs. Epi, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is um, a place called Bento Box in uh, downtown Sacramento, California. Um, they have amazing sushi. It's just delicious. Um, they do like half price lunch, which makes it even more amazing because you can just pig out. That would be the only time you'd want to go for lunch because it's half price. They have a great menu and it's just delicious. So, do you do do you do um, raw or do you cooked? What's your What's your favorite? Cooked, all cooked, everything cooked. You don't do uh, sushi, actual 
not the sushi rolls, but just sushi where it's the, a the raw sushi. fish on top of the rice. No, sashimi straight. I, I I don't. We we generally just go with a regular type mm-hmm. roll. I'm not huge on the sashimi. I like the rolls. Yeah. Okay. I like it when they drizzle all the sauce on top and. Oh, you like those like uh, crab rolls, the American rolls, and the California rolls. They do it up fancy. Jalapeno rolls, right? Mm-hmm. Rainbow yeah. rolls, right? That type of stuff. And, Dragon rolls. You might get them half off. You can get like six of them. Mm-hmm. And you just have a little medley of delicious food that is just going to sit very well in your stomach. And you're going to be yeah. happy. Which is why it's number four on her list. There's a reason why I'm fat from eating sushi is because we'll order a bunch and then I have to eat all of it at the end. <laughs> you can't do leftovers with no. that. It's you might as well just finish it. <laughs> just eat it, right? <laughs> but we've been so stuffed. Um, uh, Mrs. Stash and I have been so stuffed that we've had to leave it. And they're like, well, why do you, well, you know, why do you order? And we're like, come on, man, it's our money. Let me spend my money where I want. <laughs> Yeah, I've 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 eaten so much that I had to go for a walk for like an hour just for it to like go down. <laughs> just for it to feel good for a second cuz I'm you can't even breathe cuz you're so full. Yeah. Not a fun. But yeah. I endorse her pick for that as number 4 sushi. as well. That's It's the best sushi I've ever had. Mm-hmm. In Sacramento, mm-hmm. not near the ocean. Okay, I like that. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four is actually a place called Jonan Sisters out in Los Angeles, California, right in the heart of downtown L.A. What is the best thing about this place? It's a hole in the wall on a street. You just would well, you would pass it by not knowing it was there. But it is one of the best Belizean spots that you can ever go to in Southern California, ever. Uh, the reason why is because they make a lot of classic dishes that you cannot get anywhere else. It's like basically going to your mother's rest- your mother's kitchen. Um, uh, Mrs. Stash's mom, it, Mrs. Stash, uh, her, her her family and stuff uh, are from um, Belize, uh, and so there's a lot of great dishes that I've discovered over the years. You know, because I were we're actually we're on our tenth year officially um, this week. And so over the 10 years that we've been together, it's been pretty awesome. And the food has been great. Like just the amount of this diversity in this food uh, has been very inspirational. And if you ever go there, it's almost like eating at the mom's kitchen type of stuff. Um, It's awesome. Check it out. You love it. They're always busy. They're always got, they always got people ordering food. Um, And they're very, they're very friendly in the sense of, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite dish there? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll do oxtail any day. Oxtail with rice and beans and uh, pickled onions. Um, and the pickled onions, mm. um, they mix it with uh, like a chili. So you got to have like a habanero inside of it or some sorts. And so mm. it comes out very spicy. And But um, the, the pickled onions just, just are very delicious. Or they do a cortido, which is like cabbage. So that's another version of a of a pickled cabbage, but they'll do it sometimes in a lime um, instead of a vinegary, and that all can come out. Just it's just very awesome. <clears throat> I love uh, oxtail because it's uh, the end of the tail of it, but it, when you can cook it right and it dissolves down, very delicious. 
It's mm-hmm. um, very much like a beef stew type of thing where it's a tough meat, but, so like super but tender. When, it's, when it's done right and done long enough, super tender. You're right. Mm. It just it just comes off, just just falls apart. It's just right? very delicious. I think we'll have to put that on our list of somewhere to go. Joan and sisters, shout out to you in LA. Uh, you're very awesome, and I'm glad that we loved you and found you, and you've received us. <laughs> awesome. So moving along, I'm going to kind of bring it a little west for my first two choices. Um, St. Louis, Missouri. I got Pappy Smokehouse. Um, my reasons for liking this place. Um, well, I fed my whole family for under 60 bucks. That's kind of rare. And also, um, I'm going to say it's probably, probably going to be borderline blasphemous, but they had the only brisket I've actually enjoyed. Yeah. Like their brisket was delicious. I enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed their food. Ms. Subby, what are you saying about what you we were like your sides or something you got there. Oh, even their sides are delicious. They got a good potato um, salad. I got or... like, yeah, they had potato salad and it was, it tasted like no potato salad I've ever had, but it was delicious. It was so good. I don't know what they did different, but it was, yeah, even their sides were, were good, grub worthy. Mm. It's um, it is a new tradition we've only done once, but in the event we go to Missouri to visit Mrs. Eppie's uh, sister and her family, and we fly into St. Louis. That is our first stop after getting off the plane, heading straight to Pabby Smokehouse and having a good meal after being on the airplane. And then there's some place downtown we can't remember the name of that has these like most amazing milkshakes. So follow up your Pappy Smokehouse with some place that does milkshakes that we can't name. <laughs> Drive around and look for it. You know what? You know what's great about like barbecue places, but it's really hard to find is their sides. Like barbecue places sometimes make really mm. great smoked meat. It's their sides that make it really hard to say I like this. Mm. Right. right, that's good. That's right. good to find those ones. And they're not all made the same because we've done Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City. Not uh, impressed. Not that impressed. And they've been featured on all the new food right, shows yeah. and stuff. And they have all their pictures of all the presidents yeah, who've come yeah. by. It's it's the curse. It's the curse is what it is. And that's that's the curse because once once they get on the the Food Network stuff, um, Chris and Pitts is another place we have down here that they also make uh, sauces. So if you ever go to your local food uh, grocery store, Chris and Pitts, <clears throat> look for their uh, sauces. They have a restaurant down here as well and. They've never been featured, but they still make really good food. And their sides are really awesome. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris and Pitts. Pitts. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, well, I'm excited for this one, Mrs. Eppie. Number three. Mm. Can you oh, number three. Oh, My number three excited. is... Oh, I love this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly for the, the location. Um, it's in Honolulu. And Aloha Burrito. It's freaking amazing. It's like you get these burrito bowls, and but it has, you can get shoyu chicken in it or Kahlua pork. Oh, my God. And it's just so good. So good. How many times did we eat there when we? All right. This is, I'm going to give you some context before I give you the number. Typically, when we travel, we never we, we we try to stay away from chains, and we try to always do something different. 
So when I tell you that we ate at Aloha Burrito twice, that's saying something mm-hmm. because we we we're always about new experiences and trying something different. But um, to back up her love of Aloha Burrito, I'm a beef guy. I love beef, and like when it comes to like burritos and Mexican food, I love shredded chicken. But Kahlua pork is like to is die it? for. I could just eat that for the rest of my life. Kahlua pork. Oh my god! Yes. Like, I randomly, like, I couldn't tell you how many burritos, like, we went to um, Honolulu in January of 2018, so it's been almost a year and a half, and I couldn't tell you how many burritos I've had since then. I still find myself saying, man, I wish I could go to Aloha Burrito. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant to be anything fancy, because it's, like, right near Waikiki Beach, which, if uh, anyone listening hasn't ever been there, Waikiki Beach is, like, um, Hawaii's version of Las Vegas, Nevada, just without the casinos. It's high-end places you either can't name, haven't heard of, or can't afford. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of Asians who don't respect personal space. <laughs> um, so this is a little hole-in-the-wall burrito shop. <laughs> yeah, like I said, something offensive. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Aloha Burrito. Go eat there. Okay, um, I will... Skip ahead to my number two. I'm going to invoke some privilege here because I have some time. My number two is also in Honolulu, Hawaii, on the opposite end of town as Aloha Burrito. And my place is Nico's Pier 38. It's a fish market and restaurant. And it is where I had, what did I have? Swordfish. Swordfish. I'm not. Mm-hmm. A, I'm not an adventurous eater, so for me that was going out on a limb. But uh, one thing I loved about the place, it felt upscale without being upscale. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the plates were a little fancier, <laughs> and there's that little bit of I'm doing something a little different because, um, as was previ- previously mentioned, we were there in January, and we got to eat outside, which is not something we get to do here in Central California. So it had the overall Hawaii chill kind of vibe, which was yeah, and um, pleasurable. Our daughter threw a little bit of a fit, so I ended up with some Dr. Pepper on my plate. So a little Dr. Pepper with my mashed potatoes and That's right. asparagus and cup. <laughs> she was about a year and a half. She's a year and a half old. She's a little shit. Funny enough, she's going to be three soon, and she's still a little bit of a shit. So a lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah she's a three ninja. Oh, we have a we have little we have a special guest, and he wants to say happy birthday. Say happy birthday. Say happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Say it quickly. Say it's good say, to see you say, again. Say excuse me, sir. <laughs> just say happy birthday really fast. I do not have any great coupon. Just say happy birthday really fast. I want to sing happy birthday. Okay, one, two, yeah. three. Happy birthday. Sing it. Sing it. Right here. Sing, it right here. sing it. Happy. Sing happy birthday. <laughs> They're not going to look at you here. We'll move out of the camera, okay? Okay, ready? We'll sing it. Ready? One, two, three. No happy birthday. <laughs> okay, you go back, with Mama. I'll see you later, boy. Go close the door. It's so cute. <laughs> that, that was um, a little stash for our <laughs> listeners. 
that, that reminded me of like the first time we went to record our first show, which we did not end up putting out there um, due to editing nightmares. Uh, we went to hit record, and that was the same thing. I just paused for like three seconds and just started nervous laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was cute. Welcome, little 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 man mustache. His premiere on this show. What a cutie. And then uh, Stash himself just disappeared again. There <laughs> Sorry. he is. All right. So just, just so you we know, I had to skip ahead to my number I had to skip ahead to my number two, which was Nico's Pier 38 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, this was it. Uh, to reiterate, not that you won't hear all this when you're editing. Um, kind of had an upscale Hawaiian feel without really being kind of upscale. And I um, had swordfish there for the first time. And it, just, it felt like an elegant meal. And had a good vibe. It is early January, we were comfortably sitting outside and having dinner, which is not something that I don't think either you or I could do in January where we live. So Very nice. So that was number, my number two. What was your number three since you had to step out for well, sand? My number three is an American classic in Southern California, especially in the East Los Angeles area, and that is King Taco. I grew up off of King Taco <clears throat> from... From the time I was probably like, let's see, seven, six, probably even earlier than that, till about 15, 16 years old. Um, almost every every other weekend, summers, you just go and get King Taco. They have the best freaking uh, green chili sauce you could ever get. Any King Taco that you could ever go to in Southern California, actually in East LA area, you're going to see a line. You will always see a line. This is how popular. You had me at green chili. Oh, the best. You had oh, me at taco. They, they have. <laughs> <laughs> and as okay, imagine you're like a ten year old boy, and you can eat as much as your 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 dad, and he would order like four tacos, and you know you know with green chili with everything on top of it, and then or a what they call a puro asada, which means all meat, and then you say con todo, which is everything. Uh, cebolla and then onion, you know, onions and garlic, onions and cilantro, and then all the other stuff, and that's what I would get. And so, and then I introduced Mrs. Stash to uh, King Taco because she's primarily lived out in the BFE area all her life, so she's never <laughs> had that before, and she fell in love with it at one of our fairs that we have, in and. Um, and she's been in love with it ever since. So if, if we're ever around a place that we see that there's a King Taco, we will literally drive to get there, get it, eat it, and then go home. Even if it's a little bit out of our way. A little bit out of our way, we'll go get it. So it's a chain restaurant in it's SoCal? A, not so much a chain because there's only so many of them. It's not not truly a chain uh-huh. where, you know, um, like... Uh, in and out across the state lines. It's not no, like Taco Bell. In and out across the state lines. Like in and out is specifically California, but it'll cross the state line. It'll be in Arizona. It's not like that. It's not like mm-hmm. that. It's a. It's a. There's a very tight space that it sits in, and but there's multiple yeah, locations. You can get multiple locations, but it's a very yeah. tight space that it sits in, and that is it. And that is it. Okay. Nothing else. Hmm. You won't get it anywhere else except for that. Bro. And it's San Diego or LA? LA. Strictly Los Angeles. Okay. So, so we have to go to LA to have some yeah, King Taco. And never go to the one. Never go to the one in Rancho Cucamonga or whatever it is that I think it's like Fontana. Not that far out. You have to go 
into the heart of Los Angeles off of the 60 in uh, Chavez mm-hmm. Boulevard to get that one because even the firefighters, CHP, uh, Highway Patrol, um, uh, you know, uh, sheriffs, they all stop to that one spot and get their food. That's Does it have to be that one or just... You can go with the closest one you can get just, to. Just as long as it's not the Ranko Cucamonga Just don't one. go to that one, no, because okay. it won't be the same. Everybody says it's not the same. Is there, is there one... Along no. our path to no. and from San Diego? No. no. I can already tell you. Oh, can you already, I can already tell you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> LA. <laughs> I already know. I already know. Right. The, I just crossed two of your restaurants okay, off well, my list. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you want to get it, we have to go to the LA County Fair. Come down to the fair with us, hang out, spend the night. It'll be fun. Which I'm assuming is not in June. When September, we'll be I think, is LA County Fair for us? September. Mm. All right, King's Taco. I actually have that one written down. Do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys have the the Sacramento has um, the fair in August? Oh yeah, we, we have we have the, the state fair in Sacramento. Oh, in it's August, yeah, right? It, yeah, it probably is August. Yeah, it's, it's August. August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the state fair. It's hot as balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. No, I've never been. I went once, and it's ridiculously yeah, but it's hot. A lot of fun. Pass. We mm. have one here close to us. Kind of like Spout. That's what it is. Like Paris yeah. has one too. And they do have the water park. So when you go to the state fair, you can actually go into the water park, which is there pretty cool. That's what I did. Hmm. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. Go Especially when it's 180,000. Ride some inner tubes. We're like the same yeah. weather, so no worries, man. <laughs> 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 the weather difference between us. You're hot. We're hot. Not really. Just a couple we're degrees. Hot. So... So that was his three. I did my two. Mrs. Uppy, your number two. Mm, my number two is um, in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, it's called the Parker House. It's now owned by Omni. It's an Omni hotel. Um, it's the original place for the Boston, Boston cream, pie. cream Pie. The, the original. The original was the Parker House. Um, that's one of the reasons why we went there was because we thought, you know. That was the biggest reason why we went. It was mm-hmm. one of those we watched. We were watching Food Network and oh, Boston cream pie. This yeah. is our process. And then um, I just decided one day we're going to go to Boston, and we're, we're going to go to Boston. We must well go to. Parker, Parker House. House. So I had the Asabuco and it was amazing. It was just a dining experience that we've never had because it was a glimpse of how the other half lives because, you know, it's just such a relaxed um, dining environment. And Yeah, you're you're used to going to your everyday run-of-the-mill chilies or Applebee's or Olive Garden or Red Lobster where their goal is to get you in and out as quickly as possible, which is why they're asking you how your food tastes before it's even met your mouth yet. <laughs> and we thought there was something wrong because they were leaving us alone. Like they walked 20, past 20, us 20 and they th- didn't talk to us. Like, what is going on? Do they not mm-hmm. like us? <laughs> yeah, they would leave us alone for 20 <laughs> to 30 minutes at a time. Like, yeah. We, we got to realizing we were there for like two or three hours. Uh-huh. And... They can't do that because our dinner, just the two of us, cost us almost like yeah. Yeah. 120 yeah. bucks. Yeah. But yeah. 
And they have a dress code. Um, never before and not since have we ever went to a place that had a dress code yeah, to it. Yeah, but it, it was a fine dining so. at its best. You, you mm-hmm. just yeah, mm-hmm. especially with a two-year-old who did nap. Or a one-and-a-half, almost not even a two-year-old who hadn't had a nap. they were just as good nap. about it. She almost embarrassed us yeah. into leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mrs. Eppie made me feel embarrassed when I called the restaurant asking if we could check in our stroller into the... <laughs> Coat, the coat room that they yeah. have. <laughs> you can actually check in your yeah, coats. That's weird. That's weird. Um, did you guys do any wine or drink or any um, adult beverages? No. This is funny. That's the one time we didn't. Yeah. I'm not a huge wine drinker. Um, no. I, that's, you know, I'm going to look at the tequila but, menu if, you know, I'm out, but I don't think, oh, let's check out the wine. When you, when you go, <laughs> when you go to fine spread. dining, though, like that, as I've learned, is um, their wine uh, is a little bit of the higher end than uh, Trader Joe's. So you could, you're going to get um, a wine that you're going to go, this is wine type of stuff. Yeah. Well, first, mm-hmm. and, first and foremost, we can't even afford two buck Chuck. <laughs> so. <laughs> If we're at a place where the dinner plates are forty bucks a pop, yeah, we usually actually stay away from the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind doing alcohol at a cheap restaurant because my dinner is only going to cost me twelve bucks. So I can afford like <laughs> yeah. three or four beers, but this, yeah. that is the one night we actually stayed away from alcohol. No, I hear you. I, we weren't driving, so I'm not going to be no, responsible. I hear you. Well, um, uh, Mrs. Stash Brothers worked at one of the casinos out here, and he had a bunch of these points, mm-hmm. and we did a drink um and and the food thing so that i could do for my birthday mm-hmm. and i think we used all his points plus like minus <laughs> and he had to work extra <laughs> for what we did at the steakhouse and it was a fine dining steakhouse just like how you guys did that's how i know it was like mm-hmm. try the wine because that wine was delicious i was like i've never had wine like that before i was like wow <laughs> It was it was awesome, and the steak you can cut with the butter knife. That you don't you don't you don't need a steak knife. Nice. It was delicious, and no seasoning, ah, just nice. straight salt and pepper. And then if you did your A one sauce with some Tabasco <laughs> on the side, you're perfect. It was ready to go. It was awesome. If it's done right, you don't need that A one. You know, you know, yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what is would that happen to be your number two? My number two is actually two? the Taco Man down the street. Actually, I'm sorry, I'm on a taco pitch <laughs> right now. I had to I had to throw King Taco in there because it, it, it's a grow up. I, I grew up on that, and that's what I did in in East LA. Um, a lot of my summers were that, but <clears throat> the Taco Man down the street has been our go to on just days regularly. They know us. Our uh, it's a restaurant uh, called Cervantes. And they just know us. We walk in, they say hi, and um, we order the same things each and every single time. And they're consistent, and there's what's what we want, and that's what we get. And they have the fucking hottest chili you can get ever. <laughs> so much so that I think I can do it, and I build up, and I do the whole... St- I'm a fat ass, I eat six tacos, and I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked in the morning. That I'm I'm pooping all day long because we do it like a Tuesday or something, right, or a Monday night, and I'm pooping the entire day because the chili's running its course, and uh, before I before it's even three o'clock, I probably pooped like four times from that chili, but yet I did it. I did the entire chili the entire time. It's like that, and that's why we like nice. going, and that's why it's one of my fan favorites right now, and will always be my fan favorite. 
is because it's been my taco spot. You actually had me sold when you said it's the kind of place where you order the same thing yeah. every time. There's a restaurant we go to. Uh, didn't make either of our lists, but it's in Oakdale, California. It's called Fresi's Deli, and that's like one of those places where um, everyone you talk to who eats there semi-occasionally always orders the same exact yep. thing every time. That's how you know. And you got a place like that. Yep. It's no a need to look at a menu. No. She gives them. Yeah. They, she gives them to us anyways, but we just say, we already know what I want. I'm going to get the same right. thing that I always get. You know, I may change the meat specialty on it, but I know what I'm going to get generally. That's how you know it's amazing. Perfect. So we got King Taco and Taco uh, Man. I'm almost afraid your next one's going to be Taco <laughs> Bell. Have, have you heard of it? Slight, slight taco kick on that, but you would like my, my number one pick. Okay. I was going to say, should we do this show like in two weeks when maybe you're no. off of tacos? <clears throat> no, because my number one pick, if, um, if, by happenstance, something ever happens on your trip down here, and we got to go somewhere. This is where we're going. Perfect. But don't make me wish it happens because I want I want you to cook no, us food. No, if just whatever happens happens, but this is where we're going. If it happens, it happened. Okay. Perfect. You want to tell you what? It, is it someplace we can take an no, Uber yeah, to? Oh yeah, definitely. Uber knows where we're going. <laughs> oh sweet. <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, you got me intrigued. How about you uh, kick okay, off the number, number one, one spot? Is, you is <laughs> the salted pig. Okay. It, I think it I've heard lives of that. up to its name and uh, our area. The reason why I love this place is that they ha- always happen to get a great beer and it never lasts forever. This is where I learned the mango nom nom. Uh, that's a Southern California favorite. Oh, you were talking about this recently. Yes. Yeah. And it only lasted two days. Two whole days and it was done and so you got to catch this place at a good time and the reason why we caught it was only because it was on an off on off day for them they have like off hours but they're still open Uh, and then they have really late night hours where they're only serving one or two dishes but tons of people show up because they want to eat ramen noodles or they want to eat you know these random bowls that they're making and people the reason why they're showing me is because of the beer because they're still serving good beer and they're eating good food. Hmm. But uh, if you want a good burger, and we'll get a great burger, we're going to go to Salted Pig, and uh, we'll get burgers with really delicious cracked eggs on top of them, you know, fried eggs, um, or hmm. um, pork belly tacos. And uh, they, were, they were making chitlins mm-hmm. or pork rinds. They are making pork rinds at one time, very delicious pork rinds from fresh. They would get the skins and, and fry them themselves, and they would be at your dish. Uh, but what is my ultimate favorite at that place is this. They have a coffee and donuts uh, dessert. And the coffee is an ice cream. Very delicious. Has a great coffee taste. And they make the donuts fresh. Ooh, Very small. Yeah. They're like, liter- they're not the full size. They're like, you know, quarter of the donuts, you know. And then you, hmm. you, you. Basically crack the donut because it's a little bit of thick batter donut. And then you dip it into the mm-hmm. coffee ice cream and you eat it. Oh, it's just. And then you, you have the good coffee taste, but not overwhelming. And you're like, this is really good. It's kind of like creamy, but good coffee. It's great. It's awesome. It's like. That oh, sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. You had Mrs. Eppy at Burger and you had me oh, at Taco. If you're a good, if you're a coffee person, 
yeah, the and coffee, coffee right here. Because they didn't, they used the roast of a coffee in there that wasn't overwhelming. But you can go, wow, that's, I can like, you know, when you smell the coffee beans, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uppy, and you go, that mm-hmm. smells delicious. It tastes like that. Not bitter, sweet, and perfect and creamy. That's awesome. That's what it's like. And this is why it's my number one. Always and forever. All right. We have to go to the salted pig. Salted pig. <laughs> we have time for anything else. We already have to go to King Taco and Taco Man. <laughs> I, I, We're just going to be driving from restaurant to restaurant. I have to, to do the Philly cheesesteak because I've never had a good Philly cheesesteak and I'm so pissed at myself. Well, we live in Southern California. How are we going to have a good Philly cheesesteak? I want a good Philly. You go to fucking Philadelphia and get yourself one because you're not going to get a good Philly cheesesteak anywhere else. We we have tried. We have tried. We have ordered Philly uh, cheesesteaks at multiple restaurants and all over the country. It's always, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully this is going to be good. And it's just nothing holds a candle. And mm. Nobody knows how to do it like they do in Philly. I got to do so it. Just go to Philadelphia on a day in January when it's snowing. Go to the Independence Hall, go see the Liberty Bell, and go get your damn cheesesteak. Is there cheese steak. beer there? Because that'd be really nice. I don't think so. It didn't seem like a I place that did. I remember the kids loved the fries, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. We had to get extra fries to go. Mm-hmm. And we had to cover them from getting but snowed on. Is that is that wet. bread like that's soft in the inside but crunchy on that, where you just like, you get a good bite and nothing is falling apart type of bread? That's what I like. Good white bread. It wasn't falling apart, but I don't think it was toasted or anything. No, it was just a soft roll, I think. Yeah, probably. Mm. It played second fiddle to everything else. Yeah, it was just a vessel. Mm -hmm. If if you're relying on the bread to make the sandwich, then you got a terrible sandwich. Well, the bread (laughs) bread completes the sandwich, though, by the way. The bread completes it. (laughs) I'm a true BLT fan, so the bread and a good bacon, lettuce, and tomato will complete your sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> well, Mrs. Uh, Uppy, I'm going to go to you. You're number one. What's your all-time favorite restaurant at this point in your life? Well, I'm a burger girl, so I'm going to have to go with the place that I had the best burger I've ever had, and that would be at Gordon Ramsay's Burger in Las oh. Vegas. Um, the restaurant itself is just Super cool. Um, the servers are great, and mm-hmm. the food is amazing. They yell at you saying you're a fucking disgrace every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they, do. they say shut the fucking place down. You know, shut it down. <laughs> no, they don't do that. <laughs> They're no. all very pleasant, and <laughs> it, it's um, it's gourmet hamburgers, and mm-hmm. they are using buns and. Um, ingredients that you wouldn't think of to use and it just works because Gordon Ramsay is a genius and he's awesome and highly, and the- highly, highly, highly recommend it. If I ever hear of someone I know saying I'm going to Las Vegas, I say you must go to Planet Hollywood and eat at this place. And the prices are not bad at all. Like 12 to 15 bucks a burger. It's like for a meal. I yeah. Think. It's like a meal we would buy at home. Yeah, it's I think it'd be no one nothing. It's the Planet Hollywood you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. 
I think I might have eaten that one. What you know in my life, this is the Vegas here, so I might have eaten that one. Yeah, I spent that's probably in our in our uh, union days. I, I I spent quite of uh, I think two or two 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 of those years in Vegas quite a, for like quite a bit mm-hmm. of time. I might have eaten there already. Yeah, I. I, I don't even generally leave the building <laughs> out of the hotel. Yeah, but when the, when the fam is with me, I, I do actually leave the yeah. building, and um, that is one place we will always go. That and possibly also the uh, the uh, buffet at the Bellagio. The best. completely different dining experience. Oh yeah, the buffet the Bellagio. You're talking about high end. <clears throat> King crab legs, crab legs mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. the fanciest desserts you've ever yeah. seen. Um, he, here we here in in, in our area, <laughs> people are living in personal space. Yeah, all in, here in our area, if if you come on the weekend special, um, for our local Indian reservation <laughs> casino, they have king crab legs mm-hmm. for the weekend. And it is the most probably I would say in our area, the highly visited area for um, that as people come down and they this is what they spend their forty four forty five dollars on to go eat all the king crab legs they can get <laughs> and beer. Here's a million dollar question: Are they served cold, cold. or warm? Absolutely cold. Perfect. Yeah. Snapped. Dipped in butter. No. Mm. No, you don't, eat, you don't eat cold. Why would you dip cold crab? In <laughs> they butter? do it. They just the they just have it here. <laughs> That's, That's my hang up is when it's cold. It should be warm. I quit. I quit. <laughs> no, it's show. cold. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's cold. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I only eat so many king crab legs in my life that I cannot make a judgment on anybody else because I only eat so much of it. But if you do anything else, the things that I like, I would I would say something. But I don't have no idea. I I, I eat. Here's my hot take. Snow crab is cheaper is and it? better. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... It's easier to open too. Yeah, because yeah. I was having like I was still like it's a struggle. No wonder no wonder people are like so happy and eager to do it because they like work so much to do it and then they're hungry and they eat it and they go back for more. You burn all the yeah, calories. You're literally <laughs> burning half the calories to open up that little freaking and then and it's like this little like three two inch, one inch, and you're like, This is all I get? What the well, crab is delicious, I think, no matter. But snow crab, you, you don't need the tools to open it. You can crack it with is your, your hands. Is your teeth considered a tool? It, it would be oh. considered a tool, yeah. <laughs> In the words of my dad, you are a tool. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Go to a restaurant with the toddler. <laughs> you're, you're the guy that's supposed to open everything and anything. <laughs> Your child wants. So, but, uh, yeah, um, burger is just amazing. And uh, I think the biggest key to it all is it's going to be a burger unlike you've ever had, and it's not going to break the bank, which makes it even better. You might have to wait in a little bit, little bit of a line, but I promise you. It's worth it. It's worth Great. it. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to give a quick honorable mention shout out to a place called Melt Bar and Grilled in uh Northeastern Ohio for its delicious upscale grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, the place is awesome. It's, it has a little bit of a local following. It's pretty popular in that part of the country. 
and it's another place that won't break nice. the bank. So yeah. if you happen to be mm-hmm. in Eastern Ohio, you see Melt, go there. And if you're like me, you love pierogies because you grew up out there. You like your little Polish food. Get the Parmageddon. We grilled cheese sandwich with some onions and some pierogies on it, and you won't be disappointed. I don't know why I'm so hungry. I just I wanted to give them a shout out because trying to pick five restaurants is a little difficult. Yeah, and and on top of that, my number one actually is redundant to something Mrs. Uppy said. I went with um, Parker House in Boston for my number one. I kind of kept my mouth shut the best I could while she was talking. That way, I could save something for my part of it. I got the uh, what I got was uh, the venison chops. I had never had deer before, mm. and I got it in like this fancy little bone out chop, and it was just per- cooked perfectly with the right sauce and the right spice. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell a little story that's gonna make everyone laugh because every time I mention it around my house, everyone laughs at me for it. But so we got these Caesar salads that came in like. Uh, <laughs> They came in a the, – the bowl was like – they, like they fried some cheese and made a bowl out of it. Like I was getting impatient. I actually started eating the shell of my salad bowl. But one thing I didn't know about Caesar salads, I guess the good ones come with sardines. <laughs> and there was a singular <laughs> singular sardine on top of the salad. I'm like, that's weird they'd put like a piece of bacon on here because I wasn't really looking that hard at it because as was mentioned previously – we had an 18-month-old who was being a little shit that night because she uh, hadn't had a nap and she was impatient and she doesn't like high chairs and et cetera, et cetera. So I take a bite, which has the full sardine in it, and I'm like, wow, but this you is – You ate the whole you thing. That, whole that's sardine. what I said. I, I said I took a bite with the whole sardine in it. Oh, like okay. this. Gotcha. She doesn't listen to me. That's nothing new. Um, hey, now. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this shit's really salty. <laughs> So that's how I had my one and only sardine in my life. I wasn't grossed out by it. It's just, man, it was hard to get that taste out of it. Was, it was hearty, though. So. Sardines are a hearty taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an easy. And I probably only ate it because I didn't know I was eat, eating what I was. Yeah. And as you can hear, Mrs. Uppy laughing. It, more, her it was more again. salty than it was anything else, right? Oh, I... Yeah, it's more salty yeah. than anything else. It's not else. a bad I mean, taste. Because I mean, the fish bones also had down, everything. Lettuce yeah. and yeah. sauce and stuff. I knew what it was, so I immediately pushed it off to the side because I know I don't like sardines. And when I saw that he didn't have a sardine on his salad. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she never mentioned or even raised a question. She just said, eat it, brother. You'll be all right. She, <laughs> she said, you'll be okay. <laughs> There's plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we, we finished off, as mentioned, we uh, had our meal. Mm-hmm. We had that original Boston cream pie. That was good. Amazing. Was everything you ever wanted it, it to be. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we had this nice, cold and brisk walk back to our hotel in the 32-degree air. And it was perfect. Very beautiful. Oh, another one I will mention. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Birthday privilege. Um, same trip. Same trip we took. We went up to Maine. We drove up to southern Maine, and we had Maine lobster in Maine. That was like a bucket list item. So we drove all the way to Maine to have Maine lobster. And I would love to say the place we went to did a really good job. I think they kind of overcooked it a little bit. Like my lobster was a bit chewy. But 
Maine lobster straight from the source. They're pretty cool, huh? I, I give you props. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I give you props. Um, my honorable mention would be uh, Chicago's, um, any of the restaurants that are Latin-based, uh, would mm. um, outdid, outdid my expectations by 120%. There are a couple of uh, Cuban, Latin American, I would say, and then more central or uh, of Mexico area uh, restaurants that they have out there. And um, I, I was surprised, just generally surprised just to see how many um, we would call government Hispanics in the area. <clears throat> and, and it was very hmm. awesome. They, they did way better, far better than I imagined them to. They even surpassed it so much to the point where I was like, I just kind of feel like at home. That um, they, mm-hmm. I went to Washington D.C. and they sucked about any any Mexican mm-hmm. food. Like they would pass off Mexican, they would serve you Taco Bell and say it was Mexican food and pass it off. I just hated it. I'm always questionable of um, you know Hispanic food and and um, South American food. The more north you go, Chicago, you in, won't. In the Chicago, States. you won't. And or the the more east mm-hmm. you go, because I know you know here in California, we get it. You're gonna get yeah, some good Mexican get food, out. and and I'm afraid to try it other places because I've heard I've heard what other states pass off as you know Mexican food, and it's like what the hell is don't, that? <laughs> don't do it. Don't do. It. I mean, um, and it's and it's not like because you know we're of the descent, but because. It's like an assault to our flavors, especially since we've lived around it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like um, we all we have enough food in this area to be like we have a basis. Oh yeah, California cuisine is heavily influenced by Hispanic flavors. So yeah, and so going other places, I'm I avoid, you know, because we were in. Um, Missouri visiting my sister and she was talking about a Mexican restaurant and I just immediately said pass I'm not even going to try it because I know I'm going to be criticizing it yeah, yeah. <laughs> every bite yeah. I take they, 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 they were fair and told us not right. to go there anyway right. they're also originally from California so they know yeah. better but it's the best they can get right. out there, which, you know. It's called like the purple so burrito. It, it's nice to hear that there are places that can do yeah. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Chicago. But I'm always can, afraid yeah. to try it. Can, can I ask you a, a more traditional Chicago mm-hmm. question? Because mm-hmm. um, everything you said that I never would have guessed, so, and um, Chicago is on our list of places to eventually get to. But did you ever go to any place that had any Chicago, like, Italian beef sandwiches. Did you do that? Did you do the more trendy? Yes, thing? I did. I did one one very trendy thing. Was is it with a Chicago style pizza? And we went to a place that was um, at all the hotels that uh, at the time said, "Oh, everybody's got to go there." And I was not impressed. I just was not impressed whatsoever with the Chicago style pizza. It just came off gooey and just not there. But. But I'm also like very California pizza. Like we grew up off right. of California pizza. And then all of a sudden you give us Chicago style pizza. We're like, wait a minute. This is not quite right. You know, <laughs> and and I went in there with the open heart and I told them, I said, this is where I'm from. And, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like 
And so, and so they knew that I wasn't going in there with the preconditioned idea of what something should be like, Hey, give me what you got. I want to see what it is. Didn't pass the test. Um, a lot of people that I went with said, nah, that wasn't at what we expected to be. I like my pizza, New York or California style, you know, flat, no deep dish. Give it to me straight. So we Californians, we make our things. That's the, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. But we're different yes, out we here. Yes, we are. Uh, but California, we just do our own pizza. We can't do Chicago. <laughs> we want her. I'm all about the toppings. I don't need all that crust. Yeah, I just want all those I want toppings. Flat, I want flat crust. I, I want flat with some like jalapenos and uh, pe- pepperoni and maybe some tomato for sweetness. You know, I don't know. I like that. Oh, I like pi- pineapple. Uh, uh, jalapeno and yeah. pineapple. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, sweet and spicy Definitely. right there. It's so yeah. good. That is, oh, we do that sometimes. That's our thing. Like, we're like, what do you want? Oh, just do jalapeno. Serious? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's our pizza. That's like, that's like, that's, that's, that's 25% of our pizza. And then the other 25 is, as if we do decide to do um, just jalapeno and pepperoni. So we, we jump in between mm. those two or three and then just take them off for a uh, little stash. So uh, that's what we do, you know? That's awesome. I've never met anyone else that uh, did the jalapeno and pineapple combination. I used to work at, in high school, I worked at a pizza place and I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. And it became my thing was, you know, pepperoni and jalapeno and pineapple. And so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. There you go. You got an honorable mention you want to throw in? A number six that you may have done later on the fence about. I'll throw an honorable honorable mention just because we're talking about pizza. I'm going to say Golda's Pizza in um, Oakdale, California, because wow. it's. Did you just write that down? No, I just said, wow, you chose a town of like two people. I know. <laughs> the one place that might be more remote than Missoula, Montana. Right. <laughs> but they make good pizza, and it reminds me of the pizza at the place that I worked at as a teenager and they pile on the toppings and it's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of working at a pizza place as a teenager, I once said on this show and now you have a chance to correct me. Did one of the members of the band Flying Blind come into your pizza place when you worked there? Am I remembering yeah. wrong? Okay. Yeah. She she knows famous people. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. The one yeah, he actually knew my boss, so you know Wow. Fan freak out right here. <laughs> that should be the break music you should put in smoke screen. Oh my gosh, yes. Was it was Modesto was Uppy uh, flashing was, was Uppy doing the flash for a signature on the chest? Is that what was going on? No? Hmm. No. Oh huh. wow. Well, dang. Excuse me. Excuse the yelling in the background too. <laughs> I hear, uh, <laughs> but my my microphone is picking up a lot of noise in the background. Uh, yeah, I I live in a very high vocalized area, the, the land where no one sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the first time probably in the week that um, everything ended really early, like five p.m. and not like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. So everybody's up right now. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is good though, because tomorrow, little stash will sleep in till seven thirty eight. 
Nice. You know, you know, the usual. You know how it goes. You're, you're, you're toddler <laughs> adventurers as myself. Nothing ever works out as right. usual. <laughs> Never as planned. Um, well, Mrs. Uppy, thank you for being here at Obligation, but I hope you had fun despite that. I did. Thanks I for having been, me. I know you've been watching the clock. You're about ready to only get about three and a half hours of sleep tonight. Um, oh, I'm, yeah. Is tomorrow a sick day? I, I, yeah, I can't do that. Oh, she's a trooper. I, I am. Um... Three and a half I, I don't have any sick time. I admire you. I admire you. You're my you're you're my hero this year. I don't have sick time. I have to go. When when I have so, to work eleven well. hour days, I think of you. I really do. <laughs> I really do because I'm like I'm like what? That's okay. I just hide out in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, there goes my heroic aspirations of you all together. You know. <laughs> now we made a little sleep spot back in the <laughs> all of the office. Well, you know what? When you when you when you come back, when you come back, I'm gonna have to tell some stories about the time I worked at the Walgreens Distribution Center um, in my area <laughs> about sleep areas on a Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. It's a lot of fun. We'll talk about it later. But good, good, good. Few more months, we might get to have that show. Or maybe, um, maybe we can do that next month. We're we're going to be having a one microphone show coming up next month. Yes. yes. Uh, what do we mean by that? Um, for those who may listen to us in the background but not pay attention to our words, we live 400 miles apart, so we have to do this all over the internet. And next month. The Uppies will be at the Stash's house, so we are going to be having a big, fun, barbecue, drunken-filled one-microphone show because for once we only need one microphone to do this show. Um, So maybe we'll uh, share fun stories like that when we do that show because we don't have any plans. It's just us actually hanging out, maybe touching each other's faces, grabbing an arm. That's weird. It is weird, but we can actually (laughs) record it. If if Uppy ever touches my face and grabs my arm, I might just take him to the room. I think he might caress your beard. If he ever touches my beard, my beard and touches my arm, I will take him to the room, Mrs. Uppy. So just just uh, just know that we'll be loving. I'll be gentle. I mean, I'm all right. I'm a. Oh my! I got I got semi smooth hands. You know, I got some calluses in between my, you know, my yeah. So we'll be good. This is getting awkward. So, um, we are going to take a quick break so the stash and I can take a quick cold shower. Mrs. Eppie's going to go to bed. She has to be working in a few hours. Mrs. Eppie, do you have any parting words um, for our audience? Do you have anything you want to say? Quick bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we've missed you terribly on the show. Um, we hope that someday you'll get normal working hours and can be on a, on a regular basis. Normal working hours would be fantastic. Because I've held on to this idea for months, thinking, oh, someday she'll be back on. And then <laughs> it took me having a birthday and obligating her to be on. So thank you for once again for joining us and come back soon. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Right. Get you on the flip side. Have you seen my girl? She's the one with the curly hair. She was sitting just right over there. Now she's nowhere to be found. I think she's mad at me. I don't know why. Maybe because I made her cry. When I told her I was there.
This is Uppy's Real B-Day Session. Um, I hope you enjoyed that first part of the session that we had going on. Our favorite restaurants. We all had a lot of honorable mentions, and I hope that you would like chime in and say, hey, this is my honorable mention as well. Or your top three or top five or top ten. We all have great spots to eat. There is not one great spot that's better than the other. I lie. But... We hope that you chime in because we all love to try new spots. Wherever we go, no matter what state we visit or country, I want to try something new or different and or something that I eat every day, but you make better. I'm open-minded. Hey, what the fuck? Let's do it. So we're going to move (laughs) on to maybe some of our best um, places that we visited. I think the three best cities, right? And so this is pretty cool because... Um, I, I definitely have, um, if I was going to die in three, three places, well, if I was going to die, maybe this might not, one of those cities might not be in my place, (laughs) places to die into. But if I was going to be in an area that I would want to live with for a very long time, these are the top three I would probably would live in an area for a very long time. Um, and let's go ahead and start with you, Uppy. What is your number three? City. My number three is Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I chose that. I'm not the beachy person. Beachy is Mississippi. I, I'm I'm from Western Pennsylvania. I'm more about rolling green hills and forests and stuff. But the reason why I loved Honolulu so much is it was quite possibly the most relaxed I've ever felt in my life. And you. I would say you can't put a price tag on that. You kind of can because I know how much we spent on that vacation. But just the good weather, the low, chill vibe of the place. Like I said, I was just always relaxed. I was getting good sleep every night, eating good food, having good beers. And I just, just felt at peace with myself. And I maybe haven't been that at peace since. So... Hawaii. Did did is it like a place where like you can feel if I closed my eyes and wanted a place to relax in my mind, would that be it for you? Mm, no, it, it wouldn't. It's not the first place my mind would go, but it's up there. That's raw. That's why it's number mm. three. Honestly, okay. is yeah, it was just a trip that I really I came enjoyed. home from feeling the most relaxed ever, and um, it very much reminded me of like a Corona commercial. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, just the perfect weather that doesn't change ever. It's always the same temperature it seems, and you just always feel relaxed and happy, and you're well fed. Like going to Aloha Burrito or Nico's Pier Thirty Eight, yeah. and awesome. Mm. Very nice. So we're we're very much more yeah. in the same area there because my number three is San Diego, California, and there is a little stash walking in right now. He wants to say good night to Daddy. <laughs> you want to say good night? Come over here. Come say good night. Okay. 
<laughs> good night. <laughs> I totally didn't record that one. Dang it. He said, good night, daddy. And I was trying to get him to say it. Aww. The mic was Dang. <laughs> So my number three would be um, San Diego, California. Very awesome place. The reason why I like San Diego just as much as like a lot of people like um, Hawaii and stuff is that it does kind of have the beachy feel to it. But there's just a lot to do in San Diego that's very close by. And San Diego is very progressive. Um, they know what they want. And they know what they like. The food's awesome. The atmosphere is always really cool. I've never had really any bad issue or vibe in San Diego. Um, you just kind of come and go, right? You just do your thing. Let people be. Eat your food. Drink your drink. You're good, you know? Don't don't go call no crisis or nothing and... Um, San Diego's got that cool atmosphere that if I could live, if I won a million dollars and I had a place to, and they said, you have to pick a place to live with my million dollars, San Diego would be it. That's my number three. Uh, San Diego is a place where if this had been a top five, I'm not promising it would be number five, but it, it would be up for debate in my mind I, I think you hit one of the important keys for me when thinking about making a list like this is two very important things for me is did i feel safe and how easy is it to drive and san diego is a yes on both of those it's a big city I, and that has i think it has over a million people but it doesn't feel that way it doesn't drive that way and any place we've ever gone, because we, we have been down there before, and we're going again next month, um, felt safe, good food, like you said, good chill vibe, and I endorse your pick of making that number three for sure. Perfect. Thank you. Not that you need my validation. <laughs> it's your list, not mine. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but there's a reason why we're going to on a summer vacation mm-hmm. this year. Because it's not because it's a piece of shit city. It's It's awesome. awesome So, So what is your number uh, two? My numero dos is Boston, Massachusetts. Haven't spent a whole lot of time there. Um, It it won me over, despite the fact that I hate absolutely all their sports teams, namely the Red Sox and the Patriots. But I just love um, the attitude of the city. I love the history of the city, and I love the mix of old and new there. Like, there's one place I couldn't name. I couldn't name it because we did like the double decker tour bus thing, and like on a small little hill, there's like this old brick like church or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got like this shiny like unicorn on the front of the building, and it looks really nice and it's old, but right behind it is this like skyscraper. <laughs> So it's just got that awesome – I would say it's better than Philadelphia. Philadelphia kind of is almost the same way in, in a way. It just it has a blend of modern and historic, and I just absolutely love that. And it's I like love Washington, everything about Washington, D.C. Something's like the same mm-hmm. way. Like you see a very beautiful place, and then there's like a big-ass road behind it. You know? Mm-hmm. You're like – Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. And uh, Boston I felt safe in. Not that we spent a whole lot of time in. Is it a good driving city? Hell fucking no. You drive like three blocks and the street you're on has changed names four times. But uh, <laughs> but that's what you're going to get when you are in a city that predates 
v- vehicles and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I would absolutely love to go back to Boston again, explore more of the city, even go to, like, the Cape and maybe go when it's not March. Yeah. <laughs> so when it's a little bit warmer, maybe, maybe actually see a game. And, and while I railed against, you know, the Boston Red Sox, I would absolutely love to actually attend a game at Fenway yeah. Park and eat more of their delicious food. Yeah. Well, that's the perfect segue because uh, I was in Chicago, which is my second um, favorite city. <clears throat> and I got to see the Chicago Cubs play, which was absolutely the coolest yeah. experience ever. Major props yeah, to you, man. That's and I watched awesome. him play at the park. It was beautiful. The crowd was awesome. It was a very calm, cool day. Um, it was in between the days of it turning um, that hot-ass freaking weather that they get to it starting to mm-hmm. cool down. And so we were, like, at a perfect spot. We were just caught it at the perfect couple of days. And people were just mm-hmm. super nice, man. Um, and I know probably Chicago is not known for downtown proper area. Probably not known for super nice. But they gave us no trouble. Uh, people knew that we kind of looked a little bit out of place because we weren't wearing any of uh, the regalia for this area. And they asked us where we were from. Mm-hmm. And we told them and what, what team what we rooted for originally. And But they we didn't mm-hmm. wear Dodger gear there. Um, but they were super nice to us. They said, hey, go try the Chicago dogs and make sure you get them here. Don't go anywhere else. And we went and, you know, it was really cool. And Chicago was such a cool place that even that we went to the racetrack for horses, even the old people were nice. (laughs) It was weird. Old people opening doors for us. The Midwest nice was just so awkward to us um, and just like Mm -hmm. not normal. But um, they were super nice. Everybody was really cool. Uh, they They loved to hear... Californians that weren't dicks, you know, that weren't like, yeah, mm-hmm. bro, you know, like that, you know, they, <laughs> they want to hear the Californians that, yeah, we're from California, but we love to visit places. We want to know who you are. Yeah, we're normal. Yeah. We're, we're, we're normal. normal. Yeah. People. We want to. And then when, when we told them where we lived now at the time, we were like, where we really mm-hmm. live is here. BFE. They're like, oh, you know, shouldn't. You're like us. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> that's awesome that's a city i only know via airports oh yeah my days flying southwest would be midway Mm -hmm. my days flying united it would Mm -hmm. be o'hare so um never actually gotten a chance to do anything there but it's right up there with places like denver that i absolutely would just love to go see and get the vibe for because i feel like they're 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 places that are a little bit more young and a little bit more hip and right yeah 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 so that's awesome choice yeah. man chicago's awesome and you're and um moving on my numero uno is it too soon to throw in an honorable no, mention throw it in there it's your birthday if, you get if, birthday if we did privilege number, if we did birthday num- privilege sweet if i if i did number four i would do seattle washington ah. um it hits the note of being it's it's a young and progressive city. It was one of the first places to adopt the fifteen dollar an hour minimum mm-hmm. wage. That's not strictly why I chose it, but on the topic of fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, like I said, it was one of the first cities to adopt it. When we went, it was the last trip that Mrs. Uppy and I took before little Uppy was born. 
and we stayed in the Queen Anne neighborhood, which I can say I felt safe completely all the time because back then I still smoked. Uh, Mrs. Uppy, for obvious reasons, had quit mm-hmm. at that point. And, I would, you know, when she was getting up and getting showered and stuff, I would go out and find a coffee and go have my cigarettes and walk around the block and um, never felt any danger whatsoever in, in that area. And the reason why I bring up the minimum wage thing is because people always say, oh, if you raise a minimum wage, the prices of everything else goes up too. And I say this because we were in Seattle, in one of the oldest, I think the oldest residential neighborhood in the city. And we went to Safeway, which is not the cheapest of grocery stores, not the most expensive, but it's not the cheapest. Their grocery prices were cheaper than ours in Modesto. Yeah. Despite having the higher wage. and um, But we just had a great time in that city. We did the Seattle Big Wheel. We saw the original Starbucks. We didn't go in because we didn't want to wait in line for it. Uh, we did the typical touristy thing. We went to the Space Needle, had dinner there. Considered putting that restaurant in my top five, but I didn't. And so honorable mention goes to Seattle, Washington. You're a great town. Felt safe. Loved your food. Loved your beer scene. Loved your vibes. Everything. Congratulations to you, despite all the rain you get. <laughs> With that said, my number one is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Something about the uppies in that city just go hand in hand with each other. Um, We love the place. Again, it's a place where we've walked all over the city various times of day, have always felt safe, never felt in danger. Good food. Everything is reasonably priced. If you want to buy a home there, they're still also... Um, affordable. They have affordable housing market. They have decent wages. Um, industry has come back via tech and healthcare. So you could get good education and got good sports teams for the most part, but fuck the Steelers. And yeah, we just love that city. Um, truth be told, um, we've considered possibly retiring there part time at some point in our lives, getting a place up on Mount Washington that overlooks the city. Some of the more popular views you would ever see in Pittsburgh as an image are taken from atop Mount Washington. And, yeah. And it feels like home to me. It's no secret by this point in our show. I am originally from Pennsylvania. I'm a Pennsylvanian. And I just love Pittsburgh. Um, Talked about them. Great place. Even on just really humid days. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you feel during, like, the dead heat of summer. Yeah, I'm not so happy then. Would you rather? Would you rather have this dry heat? You're not gonna be happy. Yeah, would you rather have this dry heat, or would you have rather have your Pennsylvania heat? Having done multiple areas of the country during that time, and I, I'm talking like I've done like Pittsburgh hot, which is more your Midwestern, or not so much Midwestern, but more East Coast hot. I've done Missouri in the middle of summer. Las Vegas, Arizona in August, and obviously where I live. Dry heat's way better. Mm-hmm. I would much rather be in Las Vegas when it's 120 degrees outside and you're surrounded by concrete than I would want to be mm-hmm. in southern Missouri when it's 95 degrees and 90% humidity. I just felt like I, I wanted to die. <laughs> I thought I knew humidity growing up in Pennsylvania, 
but no, I didn't know humidity growing up in Pennsylvania, like Missouri. And that was Missouri. That's Southern Missouri. That wasn't even like Texas hot. So I can imagine how the people in Texas do it. When it's hotter with more humidity. How are there not more mass shootings down there where people have to be irritable? All the time, the time right? <laughs> <laughs> so now if I had to choose between humidity and dry heat, uh, I would choose dry heat. The, the best part about dry heat is you can brag about how high the temperatures are, but that's about it. I'm not saying it's fun. It's not like a walk in the park when it's 110 degrees outside. You're, you're still not happy when that or happens. Or your pool is hotter than fucking, you know, out. your pool is just as warm as it is outside. That's the type of stuff that we get right. over here. It's like people, and maybe in your humidity areas, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like 90 degrees, but my pool feels cool. No, down here, these type of dry heats, you don't you don't get that you know if it's already august and we've already had two months of straight 110 weather all day for two months straight your pool is about 90 degrees there's no yeah respite it's, it's taking yeah, a bath there's no respite you just you get in the pool that's what happens and, and and if you get into that um if you get to where it is honestly like 110 degrees which at least where i live it doesn't happen but often happens. Like we will go summers on end without it happening, but there's been a couple of summers where we've been both having both. And um, when you're when we're in that mode, when that's going on, like our overnight lows are like in yeah, the nineties. It's us too. Like the coldest you're getting is like nine. And and when that temperature breaks, and people laugh at me all the time when I say this, but it's true. When it breaks and all of a sudden it's like ninety five degrees outside, I'm like, oh sweet, I can wear jeans again. Because yeah. <laughs> ninety five feels normal too. After you've gone three to seven days in hundred and ten plus, ninety five feels yeah, awesome. You 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 will. But generally, when it gets about that time, I probably don't even change into jeans. I'm strict. I'm strictly uh, short weather. The entire time, I don't even, I don't, I don't care if it drops down to ninety five or even eighty nine. I'm just straight shorts all the way until I know November <laughs> our weather changes. And then I'll switch. And then, there, then there is a flip side to that because I remember some some summers growing up. Uh, obviously, we didn't have air conditioning because it wasn't a necessity. But out that way. There's less fluctuation with the temperature. Like whereas we might have a 95 degree day in the summer, but first thing in the morning is probably in the 60s. So we have that 30 to 40 degree swing throughout the day because it's a desert climate. Like out there, there's no variation. So there, there's times where you, I just could not sleep at night as a kid because it was humid as shit, and it just stayed that way all day, and you just could not sleep at night. You were just hot. It was muggy yeah. and you were uncomfortable and it just sucked. Just, and you take a shower and you'd still be wet. You, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let me um But dry heat for the wind. Let's do a quick ten second break. Just just um sure. let it roll for ten seconds. I just gotta lock the Well another great thing about our awesome hot weather is that in um just right outside of Yosemite, there's a, just a little town, right? You got like Oakdale, and then you got um, <clears throat> not Oakdale. Is it Oak, Oakhurst? Sorry, Oakhurst, and then just north north <laughs> of that, you got Mariposa, <laughs> and then from mm-hmm. Mariposa, there's one more town right before you get into Yosemite, which is like I call it like the armpit of Yosemite, because it's so freaking mm-hmm. hot there that you can lay mm-hmm. out. 
on the in in your in your house without an air conditioner, no blankets on the floor during the dead heat of summer, and not need any blankets because it just stays that entire temperature the whole summer. <laughs> right? So it'll uh-huh. be one ten, drop down to ninety, and then be back to one ten literally in like probably four hours, six hours most. Jeez. That's how god that's how freaking god awful it gets there. Well, that's not a way to but live. It's just the way it's just the way that valley sits before you get into Yosemite mm-hmm. because Yosemite is a valley altogether, right? Um, but this is just one mm-hmm. of its own little microcosms of uh, areas that is there, and then boom, you drop right back down in again. What's cool about it is that um, if it snows there, most likely it's snowing in the valley. If it's 110 mm-hmm. there, it's most likely 90 in the valley. So you can kind of go back mm-hmm. and forth and go, well, if it's 110 here, it's, you know, it's probably somewhere in the valley over here. But <laughs> but it's it's crazy hot. It's um, Central Valley hot of what I call it mm-hmm. because it's just out of just dry. And if you're walking along the yellow grasses of Central Valley, you can just hear your feet crunch. But the circadas, right. the, the, the amount of bugs in this area is so amazing that you can lay outside during the dead heat of summer, like August and July, mm-hmm. and just hear all the bugs in the trees. And it'd be so loud that you don't need anything else to put you to sleep except for that noise. That's huh. how fucking loud it is. And there's just all these it's little nuts. critters in the trees making noises, talking to each other. All night long. It's fucking amazing. Nature being nature. Oh, yeah. Besides the bears and snakes and everything else that cares. <laughs> they can kill you. But you're still alive, so it's okay. Oh, well, thank God I'm still here. I'm only here because <laughs> I know how to fight um, wildlife. So if you're a wildlife and you want to fight, fight me. I know how to fight you. <laughs> this is... This is uh, this is Uppy in the stash B day. I'll fight you because <laughs> I'm only one forty five uh, wet with a sandwich in one head. So <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you fight like douchebags who are working for the national park that you throw chairs at. Oh, <clears throat> unless you want me to throw a chair at you, <laughs> really, or you want to throw that story. <laughs> is that story safe for public consumption? Because that story it's is hilarious. Fucking funny. So there is a guy who decided. Um, he wanted to be a douchebag the entire time that we were working there for the season. So much to the point that he was portraying his insecurities and whatever not on the crew. Uh, we decided to hang out mm-hmm. around the campfire like we all do and drink beer like they all do and alcohol. Uh, they're alcohol you know, beverages. And uh, he got to a point that he got so annoying about his talking about everything that he was going on with him. He turned into shit talking mm-hmm. to everybody. And so we all were all sitting in um, the fold-up style chairs uh, that you still see available here in your hardware stores and whatnot. And um, finally, I'd, I was just so pissed about how much crap he was talking because generally I want to have a good time and you have to go to work in the morning. I stood up in a straight position, reached up behind me and grabbed that aluminum frame chair and did this full circle as if I was chucking a baseball 
and threw the chair <laughs> at the guy in a full motion. Mind you, I was probably like 40, 50 pounds stronger than what I was then. And the chair <laughs> flipped in the air twice, got to him, pinged him in the air just perfect on his forehead <laughs> and knocked him straight senseless for 30 seconds, did not understand what was going on in his life. <sighs> And he stopped for literally a second after that fucking chair hit him because he was talking so much shit to me. And it left a big old freaking lump in his forehead for the rest of the two weeks that we were there. And he could not remember what happened to him because he was so drunk that no one no one brought it up that I threw a fucking chair at his head. From from a straight stand, I literally was sitting down, stood up, grabbed the chair underneath me, and just chucked it like if I was doing a a baseball throw, and just boom, got him right in the head. <laughs> All because of that, you know. Uh, but by this time, this guy he had been pushing his luck, and he was saying all the wrong things from the entire um, the the entire time that we were there. Um, and this wasn't the first incident that we had a tussle. I'm not a violent man. I've never was a violent man, and I, I deplore violence in that fashion. But when I gotta, when I have to protect myself, I'm not afraid to do it. I'll throw a chair at you across a campfire, <laughs> <laughs> a good, a good ten feet away, and I'll make sure I will not miss. <laughs> I got an arm like a major league baseball player. I will get you when I want you. All right. And I'll be highlighted on those YouTube videos, you know, the worst major league baseball player pitchers. <laughs> was he ever a dick after that? He was that? always still a dick after he that. Like he always. Oh, okay. I, I had a feeling because he said he didn't remember what no, happened. he was always a dick. So. He tried to choke me out one time. We wrestled to the ground, oh, choking each other to the ground. And um, he just wasn't that fast. Um, and so I got him. Uh, after he started choking me and he thought he was going to get away with it. And we wrestled to the ground. And mm-hmm. before I knew it, I was on top of him choking him. And um, I, I was, he was, he was, he had a good probably 15 pounds on me and maybe two or three mm-hmm. inches on me, but he just wasn't as fast. Um, he wasn't as quick. He wasn't, he, he didn't have that little jerkiness that I had about me um, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're my size, you just got to have that kind of quickness. And that's what got him each time. He couldn't, he couldn't keep up with that. <clears throat> he was stronger in other ways, but he didn't mess with me after those two times because he knew that he was going to get a fight. But, mm-hmm. but, um, <laughs> but he still talked this stupid crap and it was never fun. And I stopped, I stopped dealing with him. I, I just, to the point where I heard that he was, um, stabbed at a party, um, and in oh, wow. in the backcountry back uh, trail workers community, he was stabbed. Somebody stabbed him. Huh. Somebody actually physically stabbed him because you don't sound because he he, he he was so <laughs> douchey about his shit that no one wanted to deal yeah. with it, and he's he probably. I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that from that story that he didn't try something himself to re- mm-hmm. to come up to that stabbing that he got where he went to the hospital and everything. So just don't be surprised. But but yeah, right. <laughs> no, but but that's the kind of guy he was and um 
I'm not going to say he deserved it from what I hear was that he had a really rough childhood and it, but it, um, he portrayed that childhood, um, roughness on everybody else when he probably should just dealt with it. You know, he wasn't a bad worker. Mm -hmm. He was a hard worker. He was probably one of the hardest workers that I've ever, um, ever worked with ever. And to keep up with, Uh he was really hard. Like if you wanted to keep up with a really hard worker, that guy you wanted to be on somebody on somebody's team, but he just portrayed his shit, his life on everybody. Mm -hmm. And it made, it made no fun for everybody else, you know? So, Mm -hmm. cause he was good. If you wanted the best fucking hiker and you wanted to send someone that can hike 20 miles and, and, and do it in a short amount of time. Um, that's the guy that you send to do it. Because he wouldn't get tired. He'd just go, go, go. But mm-hmm. he was a fucking nutcase. <laughs> do you want a nutcase? Or do you want a fucking good guy, you know? Anyways. Happy birthday. You know Happy that. birthday to hey, you, You brother. know what I want? You never told us your number one. Missoula, Montana. Missoula, Montana. <laughs> I poured my beer too fast for everybody out there. It's now a little too airy. He's got a lot of head. I got way right too now. much head. I'm gonna be freaking burping this shit out. This is why I don't. Yeah, this is why I let my shit air out before I drink it. Because else you're burping it out or puking it out halfway through, and you're good. You know. You know those things. Missoula, Montana. The reason why I love Missoula was because I went to Missoula in the dead of fucking winter uh, of December, January of 2007, 2008. I told my buddy, I said, I want to see you for New Year's. Let's hang out. We did it. And I never really truly experienced a winter ever in my life except for that. And it was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Like, people are in the North are different. Women sit in the bars and drink beer, and they're beautiful. Not like old fucking <laughs> hag maids type of shit that we see down here drink beer, right? No, they're like young women that are vibrant and go to college and, you know? You know, you don't have to go too far for that. I met Mrs. Uppy at a bar drinking beer. And she was 29. Was she security kicking you out or was she what? Now, um, so not to derail mm-hmm. your story of how awesome Missoula, Missouri is. Uh, not Montana, not Missouri. Missoula, yeah. um, Missoula. Missoula sounds like something that would be part of Missouri to me. I think that's why I keep wanting to screw it up. So, long story short, it was a uh, Friday night in November of the year 2010. And I actually did not want to go out, but I had one of those friends who said, no, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, I said, fine, fuck it, whatever. And then Mrs. Uppy uh, had the same kind of friend <laughs> who said, I want to go out with you. It's not a Friday night um, that she would have gone out normally because – you know, she had two young boys at the time, and that would have been her weekend with them, so she wouldn't have normally gone out, but she did. And so I'm out with my friend having drinks, getting drunk, and, you know, same old 20-something story. And 
then at some point, like, the bar we were at had a small little dance area for people to grind on each other at because that's really all that goes on at the bar, right? And I'm watching my friend. He's full-on confident. I think I'm pretty sure I don't know much about dancing and rhythm. I got none of that. I'm pretty sure he's a shitty dancer, but he's fully confident himself, which I think is probably 80% of the battle when Mm -hmm. you're dancing. So he's out there doing his thing. I'm laughing at him. Then I notice there's this hot blonde next to me, standing right next to me, kind of doing the same thing, watching her friends dance. And I just, I don't know. I can't remember. I think I asked her, I was like, oh, are you watching your friends too? And that's all it took. And then we spent literally like the whole rest of the night talking. And we've never stopped talking since. And that you, you, you mentioned earlier that you, were, you and Mrs. Stash are going on 10 years. This year will be number nine for us since that day I just mentioned. And then I have another funny story about that, but I want you to get back to no, it's, it's fucking awesome though. You know, I mean, because again, this is our um, this is our our birthday bash. I hope everyone enjoyed this show. I mean, the whole point was to have fun, and I think we did. And please, when you hear this, come on to our Facebook and our SoundCloud and give us your thoughts and ideas. Because while I don't. I don't think either of us get to travel as much as we would like to. We do like to travel. And if you have some place you recommend, I would love to hear about it. Because, you know, if it's somewhere I'm going to be going at some point, I'm going to want a, a, a vetted place to eat. So please give us your ideas and tell us what cities you like. And go back in time and even go to our older episodes and tell us what you liked about those or what your top threes were because... Um, that's important to us as well. So, you got any parting words, Stash? Let's hope the food, the food never, Food Network, never touches your <laughs> favorite show. They are the curse of society. <laughs> Other than that, enjoy your shit. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, thank you all for being with us. We ran long tonight, but I hope you were entertained the entire time. And until next time when we kick off Season 2, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm like a child looking off on the horizon. I'm like an ambulance that's turning on the sirens. Oh, I'm still alive. I'm like a soldier coming home for the first time I dodged a bullet and I walked across a landmine Oh, I'm still alive Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding from the storm? Just shine a light into the wreckage So far away, away Cause I'm still